0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding, and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When you're a new mum, you may feel the tug of instinct to do something. It could be demand feeding, rocking your baby to sleep, a feeling that you want to parent your baby a certain way. But then you read something in a book, online, or hear an expert speak and suddenly you're doubting that feeling you had. Surely it must be wrong. Pinky McKay is a lactation consultant and author of many books, including Parenting by Heart. Hi, Pinky. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm great, thanks. Do you believe that all mothers have an instinct on how to raise their kids? Yes, they do. And it's just not...
1: um, some eerie fairy thing you know when you are pregnant there's this massive hormonal upheaval that starts and it it's called the chemistry of attachment so that you're chemically primed to respond to your baby so you know the more you it, it's during that last trimester of pregnancy your body brews this you know cocktail of hormones this old mummy margarita as I call it <laughs> and your pituitary gland which produces this, it doubles in size and it remains enlarged for about six months postpartum and it means that, you know, I mean, it very gradually slows down but by then you've got to know your baby very well, you're starting to trust yourself that you actually know more than, you know, you are the expert about your baby but you're, it affects your emotional mindset so, you know, these shifting levels of hang, hormones, you know, it's like a, you know, a hormonal hangover and it and it's the Research is actually documented with labels like maternal preoccupation and motherhood mindset. So it's quite at odds, isn't it, with our modern lifestyles and we're used to looking up a recipe about how to do things and we need a process and a um, solution focused and um, we're not in that space when we've got a new baby. So it seems like you no know, control's out the window and logic's left the building, but it's really important. You know, that. Like you say, those baby instruction manuals that you know advise those efficient programs, you know, of sleep management and routines, and they sound sensible while you're pregnant. But now you start to feel like a failure. And I just had a, um, I had a text just yesterday from a mum that I know very well, you know, a family member actually, and saying, I've just been to my first mother's group and the health nurses told me I'm doing the whole list of unhelpful things with my baby because I'm, you know, cuddling her when she wants to fall asleep. This is a newborn. And mm. you know, I'm cuddling her to sleep and I you know, all these things that she's doing and she's demand feeding and she should have a routine and she should and she said, It is rubbish, isn't it? And I went, Honey, you're doing a beautiful job. I've just seen the baby, you know, at the weekend. I'm going, Honey, your baby's beautiful, just look at her And trust yourself because they've got this beautiful, calm baby that is so chilled and you just go, what is it? But, you know, these, these hormones, you've got oxytocin, which is, you know, the love hormone or the mothering hormone and it has you know, it has effects that make you very responsive to your baby. Oh, that's prolactin actually makes you very responsive to your baby. But oxytocin is your love hormone. Whatever other hormones are released at the same time as oxytocin, they direct that. So your prolactin, which is your mothering hormone, it's also your breast milk-making hormone, it directs the oxytocin towards the baby. So, um, you know, and often mothers will feel, um, you know, they're more loving towards their baby than their partner, but that's because of this hormonal... Response. It doesn't mean she's fallen out of love with her partner.
0: I bet it can. It can last that love for your children, can't it? (laughs) You can sometimes go. Oh, you're so much. You can have a tantrum, child, husband. You can't.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. And you know, interestingly, partners can be influenced by these hormones too. Men's bodies are instinctively programmed to respond to their partner's pheromones. So, um, you know, these are the steroid hormones made in our skin that make these little barely detectable odors and. Through the signals, the closeness to the mother and the signals from her pheromones, your own oxytocin and prolactin levels rise toward the end of the partner's pregnancy. And there's been studies showing that men's hormones, the new dad's hormones, their testosterone levels drop about 30%. So the more you have contact with your baby, whichever partner you are or whichever parent you are, whether you're an adoptive parent or a same-sex partner, the more, you know, you connect with your baby through touch and eye contact and smell and talking, the stronger your connection will be, the stronger those hormones will be and the more difficult it will be to ignore your baby's signals.
0: So in that case, um, it can be really tough when you hear an expert, as your um, family member said, she's, she's doing everything by instinct, everything's going along well, and then someone comes up and says, oh, that's, you're laying the foundations for a whole lot of pain in a couple of months. Um, and, often, yes. <laughs> and often what can happen, then they freak out because they're like, oh, okay, well, I want to change things. They go against their instinct, and all of a sudden, um, they have an unsettled, unhappy baby. I mean, have you seen that happen much?
1: much. If I had a dollar for every time that happened, I'd probably be a millionaire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it happens, and you know, even messages on social media to me, emails to me, the mothers become very confused, and they start fighting against those instincts. And some of them are fighting against the intuition very, very early. You know, that they're looking at the book, and I would say, "The baby's the book." You know, if, and I always say to mums, try and filter that advice.
0: You know, by saying, "Is it safe?" Is it respectful and does it feel right for me? I was going to ask you that because I would would hate to um, tell mothers that they, you know, to do anything unsafe just because their gut tells them it's the right way to do it. You want them to do the right thing, the safe thing by their baby. But there's so much in between what's... There's so much in between
1: each end of the spectrum you know you do need to do what's safe because you know your baby might not settle at night so you take it into bed with you but have you created a safe space before you do this do you know how to do this safely you know or are you are you lying on the sofa with your baby you know which isn't a safe space just because you think that's the way your baby's going to be more settled you know some of those things that you want to intuitively do um, you do need to say okay is this safe
0: So in summary, um, Pinky, having instinct, a mama instinct is a real thing. We should be trusting it more. But um, what advice would you give to mothers in how to, you know, if they feel they've lost it, if they're feeling at this moment a bit confused between what they feel is right and what people have told them or they've read, how do you find your way back to trusting that instinct again?
1: I think it's a really gradual process. I think, though, getting support from someone you really trust you know, find someone you really trust because there's such a variety of information out there, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's almost everyone you ask or every every website you look up or every book you pick up will tell you something different. And I think, um, you know, but also partners are often the logical person. You know, because the, I'm talking about guys here, I, you know, I've noticed the same-sex partners, because you've got two women, they very often... Um, are, both have this big hormonal response. I can't find any research about it, but they both tend to have these quite strong um, hormonal um, responses, whereas a guy who doesn't have quite the same hormonal response will be saying, oh, you don't have to listen to her, that's rubbish. You know, like, they'll do that, and... um, you know they tend to be a bit more the voice of logic. they don't always get it right but <laughs> and and sometimes we want to you know shout them down and say, "Just leave me alone because they kind of don't die who doesn't have quite the same hormonal response will be saying, "Oh, you don't have to listen to her. that's rubbish you know like they'll do that and um you know, they tend to be a bit more the voice of logic. They don't always get it right. but (laughs) And and sometimes we want to, you know, shout them down and say, just leave me alone because they kind of don't really listen to how emotionally upset you are, but they've got the emotion out of it. But I think finding someone you trust, you know, ring the Breastfeeding Association. They've all, you know, they're counsellors who've been mums. They understand how it feels like. Um, You know, find somebody that you trust as a... um, parenting guide, and and it might be a good friend of yours who's got a baby a bit older, might be your own mum, you know, if she's doing things in a similar way to what you'd like to do, find someone whose mothering style you, you know, you admire, you like, you feel comfortable with, and talk to them, talk it out, okay, and they can have a look at my book, Parenting by Heart, too, for a little bit more, you know, information, And, and again, that, is it safe, is it respectful, does it feel right for us?
0: Yeah. And I was going to say in terms of the um, parenting guide and mentor, obviously, Pinky, you have a website, you have books. Once you find someone that resonates you, even in an expert, I know you mentioned family and friends there, Pinky, but finding someone who speaks your language and they have written about it and they have stuff on their website, that's also a really good support, isn't it?
1: It's a good start, isn't it? Mm. It's a good start because, you know, those sort of links will... I mean, I know I, I link to other people where there's actual research, you know, so you can see, am I getting this advice from a research base, you know, from something that's... If, if, you know, because that is important to people. They want to know that there is evidence. They don't just want to know someone saying, oh, yeah, you can do that, that'll be fine, trust your instincts. <laughs> you know, yes. you don't need to trust your instincts, but you also want a little bit more than that sometimes. So links to other people that are you know, giving you that advice, that information is, is also helpful and reinforcing.
0: Brilliant. Okay, well, we'll make sure we pop links up on our website. Pinky, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Siobhan. That was Pinky McKay. She's a lactation consultant and author. For more information on Pinky, including her books that she's written and advice, um, we'll put links up on our website. Just head to babyology.com.au forward slash Feed Play Love. Feed Play Love is a Babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.